0: is Christmas. I know this service is a little bit different than our normal regular Sunday morning service, but it's different because we're celebrating something different. We're celebrating Christmas. And You might say, well, Pastor, where's Santa Claus and the elves then? Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but Christmas is not about Santa Claus and the elves, though they're fun sometimes to, to have around. That's not what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about a gift that was given to us. And perhaps that's why we give gifts in Christmas. I really haven't really searched out the history of why we give gifts in Christmas, but I can tell you something that the greatest gift that we've ever been given was that very first Christmas. And it wasn't a PS5 and it wasn't a big screen TV. It wasn't a day at the spa. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. And in fact, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 18, we see this story. We see a description of the greatest gift ever given. Now, before we read it, have you ever asked yourself what makes a great gift? Um, is it the wrapping? Is it the cost of the gift? Is it who gave it to you? I mean, really, what, what constitutes a great gift? How do, you, how do you evaluate if a gift is good or if it's not good? Um there, there there's a lot of things I, I think if we're honest with ourselves we'd say all of the above. I mean a good gift should have some nice wrapping to it. Um uh, it it should cost something. Hopefully it's you know not just like a jar of dirt, you know unless you need a jar of dirt. Um uh, hopefully it's something and then the person giving the gift you you, you, you love getting gifts from people that love you. Uh, we well, don't really expect gifts from enemies. We expect gifts from friends and family and those that, that love us. And when you read the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, you find all of those qualities in this gift. The gift was wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You, you find that the cost of this gift in John three sixteen with God's only son, it was everything he had, the most precious thing in heaven was given to us. You, you find that it was given by someone who loves us more than we could ever love one another or love something. The author of love, love himself, gave himself. It's what makes the gift that much more amazing. It's what makes this gift really the greatest gift ever. And and that's what I want to talk about this morning. And and I want to do it in in a way in which we're studying what the scriptures say about this gift. Look at Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. It says, now the birth of And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. In this brief description, the author of this book, Matthew, gives us two, uh, two names, shares with us two names that are an amazing description of what makes Jesus the greatest gift this world has ever known. And, and it's something that is, is truly remarkable and unbelievable. And uh, every time I start thinking about gifts, though, I always think about that little story of the little boy. I don't know if you've heard it. The little boy that was praying, getting ready for Christmas, and and it was a few days before Christmas Day, and he knew that, you know, people would be shopping for his gifts, and so he's um, it was at night he was getting ready for bed, so he's kneeling there by his bed, and he said, Lord. I pray that you would be with mom and dad. I pray that you keep them safe. I pray that you be with grandma and grandpa. I, I pray that you provide all that they need. And then suddenly he yelled, like at the top of his lung. He said, Lord, please remember and give me a bike for Christmas. His mom was in the living room. She was like, what in the world just got into him? So she walks to her son's bedroom and, and she says, son, um, I, I love that you're praying. I love that you're praying for Christmas and you're praying for me and dad and, and grandma and grandma. But son, God, God can hear you if you just speak normal. You don't have to be screaming at God. You don't have to be yelling. He can hear you even if you whisper. The little boy said, Oh, mom, I know that. It's grandma that can't hear and she's the one buying the bike. <laughs> so this morning, without yelling, I want to just share... A, a, a twofold reason of why Jesus is the greatest gift that we celebrate in Christmas. Why he's the greatest gift anyone could ever receive in their life. I want you to notice, first of all, he's the greatest gift because he's our Savior. In verse 21, Matthew points this out in the story. He said, and the angel told Joseph, and his name shall be called Jesus. Now, Jesus is the Greek name for Jesus. Joshua in the Old Testament. Joshua and Jesus are actually the same name. So if you know somebody named Jesus and you know somebody named Joshua, they actually have the same name. Just one is in the Greek and one is in the Hebrew. And what it means is Jehovah is salvation. In other words, God will save. That's what the name Joshua means. That's what the name Jesus means. Now, even though we might know other people named Jesus and though we may even know people named Joshua, like like our pianist, we're not talking about the pianist. We're not talking about uh, just the guy that lives in our neighborhood or the guy that's in our class at school named Joshua or Jesus. It's, it's not Chewy that we're talking about. all right. We are talking about Jesus who was born on that first Christmas. We're talking about Jesus who is the Savior. I want you to notice that Matthew describes Jesus as the Savior, but he doesn't just say he's going to be a Savior. He tells us what he's saving us from. Notice that he says at the end of verse 21, for he shall save his people from their sins. You see, Jesus isn't just a Savior. He is the Savior. He's not just one that can come into the world and change the world. He's one that has come to change you and me. He's one that has come to meet your greatest need. Now, I don't know about you, but on Christmas Day or Christmas, you know, at midnight, Christmas Eve, whichever it is, the time that you open the gifts, whenever you open a gift and you receive something that you really need, it is super exciting, isn't it? I mean, it's like, it's like the greatest feeling in the world. If you're a carpenter and someone gives you a hammer, you're like, this is awesome. I, I needed a hammer. I needed this kind of hammer. Or they give you a saw, maybe a cutting saw, and you go, man, this is exactly what I need. Or any tool that you need as a carpenter. I man, you get one of those, uh, a drill or something, you're like, this is, this is awesome. And the reason it's so awesome is because it's something that you need, something that will help you in your daily work and your living. It's just something that you need. Can I tell you that Jesus is the greatest gift because he's the only gift that can meet your greatest need? You see, the Bible says in Psalm chapter 51 that each and every one of us was conceived in sin. We were born sinful. That is our nature. Now, because our nature is sinful, guess what you're going to find? You're going to find that you lie without anyone teaching you how to lie. You'll find that you'll cheat without anyone having to teach you exactly why cheating is is something you want to do. You'll find that uh, you're going to be fighting with one another, even though no one has to tell you, hey, get mad at your brother or your sister, start fighting. You'll find that you're going to be hateful one towards another or bitter one towards another, or you're going to gossip one towards another just because that is our nature. You know, my, my, my daughter, she's what, like six weeks old now, something like that. And so far in the six weeks that she's been in this world, you know what I have found? That life's all about her, right? I mean, look, when she's hungry, she starts crying, she lets me know. Uh, When she wants her diaper changed, she starts crying, she lets me know. And when she's uncomfortable, she starts crying, she lets me know. When I'm looking at her, she starts crying because she just wants, I don't know why she's crying on that part. But everything is about her. It's just, that's what life is for her. It's about what my needs are. And, and, you know, as we grow up, I wish I could say, oh, only babies do that. But, you know, the reason a baby does that is because that's the nature that they're born with. And as we get older, that nature stays with us. We may not cry like a little baby looking for someone to change our diaper, but we do cry because we want something. Life's not been good enough for us and to us. And we, we get this idea that life is all about us because that's our nature. And you know that there's no changing that? Do you know that that's why our world is what it is? Look at how many peace treaties have there been in our world? You can ask a historian, and there's been not just like two or three wars, there's been countless, thousands of wars, thousands of peace treaties, and yet we're still fighting. Why? It's our nature. That's who we are. So our greatest need is to change who we are. And you know that nothing can do that in and of ourselves. It doesn't matter how many times you go to church. It doesn't matter how many positive thinking books you read. It doesn't matter uh, any kind of exercises you do, mental or physical. There's no changing you without the changing agent of something that's beyond you, greater than you. And that's where Jesus comes in. You see, that nature, that old nature that we have is called sin. And the wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. It's what it will cause to every one of us in this room. If you've ever lied, cheated, stolen, if you've ever fought with somebody, if you've ever been bitter, if you've ever done any of that, the Bible says that is a path that will take you towards death. Because that's what sin produces. That's what it does. And that's who we are. That is our nature. And we need something to change us. And that's why God gave us the greatest gift that we could ever have. A gift that can change our nature. A gift that meets our need. And his name is Jesus. You see, that's why the author put that. He And he shall save his people from their sins. He's the one that can meet the greatest need that is there. This is how... Peter said it in Acts 4.12. He says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Only Jesus can save this morning. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Jesus is the one that gives us that new life, that new nature. And Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. The reason Jesus is so great is because he's the one that can save you and change you and give you a new life. He can give you a new mind. He can meet your greatest need because he can give you everlasting life. He can get you off of this road that you're on that's leading towards death and put you on the road that leads towards life everlasting. Jesus said himself, narrow is the way. Wide is the way that leads to destruction and many follow it or go thereby. But narrow is the way. and Straight is the gate. In other words, there's only one way that goes and leads to eternal life and that's the gift of Jesus Christ. He's the greatest gift the world has ever known because he's a savior. And He saves us from our sin. But you know what I love about God? Is that God isn't one that only gives gifts to meet our needs. But He gives more than that. And that's what verse 23 is all about in this passage. Look at verse 23. He says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, that's Jesus, and they shall call His name, and then He says, Emmanuel. Which means, God with us. It's interesting that uh, the angel, Matthew says, he's talking to Joseph. He says, you're going to name him Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. He's going to be that that gift that meets your need. But then he says about the prophecy, what the prophet said, that his name would be Emmanuel. This describes what he's going to be and what he's going to do. He's that gift that keeps on giving. You see that word Emmanuel, meaning God with us, that means God's presence is with us all the time. It means he will never abandon us. The gift that you receive this Christmas by someone else under the tree, listen, we might have that gift and you might use it for a year. It might be a nicer gift that you use for two three years. Listen, I remember one year uh, in uh, Christmas that I got the PS2. I thought this is going to be the best game ever. They're up to five now. Right? Like, it's like no one even, I, I, I talk to kids, they don't even care about a PS2. They're like, who, who plays that? Right? I mean, that had a wire with the controllers or something. I, I mean, who does that? Sometimes gifts are very temporary, but the gift of God, it's forever. He says, God with us. I love this thought that he'll never abandon us because you know what it means? It means that no matter what mistakes we make, he's still there. No matter what wrongs we have done, he's still there. No matter how far off the path we get, he is still there. No matter how scary the situation, he's there. No matter how many people leave us, he is still there. No matter how difficult the circumstances are that you're facing, that you have in life, he's still there. That's what Emmanuel means. God's with me. God's with you. I love how the scriptures describe it in Hebrews 13, verse 5. He says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I love the promise that Isaiah said. Isaiah said, his is going to be Emmanuel, God with us. But notice what he says in chapter 43, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 1 and 2. Here's what he says. He says, but now thus saith the Lord That created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. What is that? That's Emmanuel he's describing. He's describing the God that is ever with us. Let me tell you why Jesus is the greatest gift this world has ever known. He's the greatest gift because he's our Savior. He's the greatest gift because he's our security. As our Savior, he meets our needs. As our security, he never leaves. He's always with us. So what we celebrate this morning... We celebrate a God and a gift that was given by him that meets our greatest need. We Celebrate a God that will never leave. Man, what an awesome gift to have this Christmas. And let me tell you, God wants you to know him as both. He wants you to know him as Jesus, the one who can save you from your sin. He wants you to know him as Emmanuel, the one who will never leave you nor forsake you. And this Christmas, that's what we celebrate, and I hope you'll celebrate it too. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you so much for your many blessings. I thank you for allowing us to be here in your house this morning. Thank you for this twofold description of the greatest gift the world has ever known. The gift that says he is the Savior of the world, Jesus, the one who loved us and came to this world and gave up all of heaven so that he might take upon himself flesh so that he might give his life for ours Father we we celebrate you today as that Savior but we also celebrate the fact that you are our security the one who never abandons us the one who's always there well, what a wonderful promise that is What a wonderful reality to live out and to feel and to have. Oh, Father, I pray that we would always celebrate those truths. I pray that we would always, every Christmas, remember that it's not about Santa Claus and the elves and it's not really about the Christmas tree or even the gifts that we give one another. Father, help us to always remember what we celebrate is the greatest gift ever given by the greatest love that could ever be received. I pray that we celebrate in a way that honors you and glorifies you. May we never ever get over the fact that we've been redeemed, that we've been forgiven, and that you're always with us. I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
1: Amen. As you came in, you should have gotten a little candle. If you'd like to turn that on at this time, if you didn't get one, the ushers have a ton of extra. We want everybody to have one uh, so that the remainder part of the service you're able to have that candle on. So if there's a little button on the bottom of it. If you turn it on, uh, if you didn't get one, the ushers will come around a little basket and they'll pass them out so that everybody can make sure and get one. We want everybody to have one for this last part of uh, of the service. We've got three different things that we want to do basically. Uh, we would like to read uh, Matthew one eighteen through 25, which we just heard a great message preached on, but we'd like to read that together. So if you didn't get one, everybody's going to get one now, and so we'll pass those around. Uh, just let the ushers know, hey, I need one, I need one, and that way they'll get those over to you, and then just turn on that, uh, he's coming back around, and there's somebody on this side. Uh, you go, okay, I said, Now there's some on this side that didn't get some, okay? So anybody who doesn't have one, you can get one. Uh, you need one. You got one. Everybody's good. Okay, fantastic. All right, if you would stand with me to your feet, and we're going to read together Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Uh, respecting the punctuation and the tone and the pace of, uh, of reading the verse there. But we're going to read verses 18 through 25 uh, together. So let's read that now. One, two, and three. Saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee to thee, Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. First song we're going to sing is, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. wonderful song. Father, we are so thankful that you sent your son to be born 2,000 years ago. You took on flesh in the form of a babe. Fulfill the prophecy, fulfill the promise that you would come to rescue mankind from our sins. And that babe would grow up and live a perfect life. And 33 years later would be willing to go to a cross and allow himself to be crucified on a cross for our sins. As we heard so preached so eloquently this morning, we thank you, Father, because you came and dwelt among us, that you were Jesus, the one that was going to be the Savior of the world. And this morning, you offer us the forgiveness of our sins, and we pray, Father, if there's anybody here that has not received the forgiveness of their sins, that this very morning they would receive the Savior. And Lord, that even now, as you extend that invitation to save the soul of those that are willing to, turn from their sin and to turn to you as their only Savior Father may they trust in you may they ask forgiveness of their sins and may they be changed forever by the redemptive work of that Savior Father I pray for this service Father I pray Lord that it would have been an encouragement for us Christians and this week and all the celebration the family the friends the food the great times that we would remember the opportunities that you give us to share with the world around us what the meaning of the season is all about, that there was a Savior that was born, and that he continues to live even today, extending his salvation to all who would trust upon him. Father, we love you. We thank you for a local church like Bethany Baptist Church where we can learn and grow. Thank you for this service. Thank you for all that was done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You may be seated as the lights come on. Pastor Jeremy has some things to share.
0: All right. Quickly, right before we are dismissed this morning, I just want to uh, share a couple things. Number one uh, is thank you so much for participating uh, in the toy drive for the kids in Venezuela. Uh, We will have, of course, the evening service this evening uh, will be the last service that we have for people to bring gifts. We'll be taking them this week. Uh, Actually, the, the, the company that that actually sends it to Venezuela is out of San Antonio. So this week, we'll be driving those toys up there. But as you can see there in the lobby, we have a whole table full, not only on top of the table, but beneath the table. And I'm so excited that we get to be a part of something like this because this is really what Christmas is all about. It's not about how many toys we get, but how many toys we can give. And and I'm so excited about uh, being able to, uh, this this Christmas, be a blessing to so many kids there in Venezuela. I don't know if you've kept up with news at all about what's going on in that country, but really ever since the, the, the government changed, obviously, to a communist government, uh, their economy has just tanked badly. And uh, and so most of these kids are not even... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've shared this before, but in their kids' ministry, they actually feed their kids on their services, on their Sunday morning services, um, they'll get kids on their bus routes that come that haven't eaten in two days um, because there's just no food. They're coming from homes that there's no food. You go to the stores and there's not really many much food there on the shelves. The, the, the food that's there is sometimes they have to give them medical attention. Um, these are kids that are in great need. The last thing that they're ever going to be expecting is a toy for Christmas. And that's something that we can get to give them. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not just a meal that they're going to have, but something that's going to lift their spirit. And hopefully it'll be a, uh, something that will encourage them. And there's a lot of kids that need to know about Jesus. And this toy can lead them to Jesus. Imagine that, uh, being able to spend $5 to give some some little child an opportunity to know who Jesus is that's what this gifts drive and this toy drive is all about and and so in a moment i'm going to ask uh, pastor john if he would pray that those toys get there safely and that they're a blessing that would encourage these kids but also lead many of them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ the other announcement i have is that there's no midweek service this week for the english okay so Normally we have our midweek service. There's not going to be a midweek service, but we're obviously always invited to to, to, to come to the Spanish midweek service if you'd like on Wednesday 6:30. Uh, you can be here, and uh, and so I just want to make that announcement so you make some plans for this week. If you're able to make it to the Spanish midweek service, come on by. We'd love to to see you here uh, this Wednesday, Brother John
1: amen we may be we let's stand to our feet and then we'll be praying to dismiss uh i do want to just say thank you for participating in uh in the venezuela project thank you for being a part of the church and um we're going to pray as we pray we'll pray for the blessing upon those gifts and the families that are impacted may they be something that will further the gospel impact in each family and in that region of the country and uh, we continue to support the the churches down there through our missionaries, and so I, I like to say that here because uh, we we didn't pick up an offering. The offerings are on the on the way out. If you'd like to give, uh, every time that we give to missions, those are the type of missionaries that we're impacting, and we're having a, a, an impact in their ministry and being able to for them to stay on the mission field, continue on with the work that God has given them. And so we're thankful for every giving person, not only through our missions program, but we're able to keep the lights on and keep doing what God has us here through the faithful ties and offerings every person that continues to give here locally as well so we're thankful for you and uh, we want to pray for God's blessing on the offering and uh, and also on these gifts let's pray father we love you we thank you for what you have done in this service what a wonderful thing to worship your name to sing these Christmas hymns and songs and just to remember that the true meaning of Christmas is that Christ the Savior was born and we're thankful father that that is the reality that we celebrate thank you father that we can imitate you in giving Lord, you gave us your son on Christmas time, and now we, we give to others. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be a blessing uh, through giving. Thank you for the cheerful giver through the tithes and offerings and the missions giving, all that is taking place here at Bethany Baptist Church. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to provide jobs and, and the money, the resources uh, to every member and every active giver so that, Father, we can continue to see your work march forward. Pray for these gifts that are being taken down to Venezuela, that everything would go well, that the kids would just rejoice in having that special gift. But that above all, Father, that it would be the entry conversation for them to realize that there's a gift even greater than that toy. There's the gift of a Savior that wants to spend eternity with them. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just allow this to be an opportunity for your word and your truth to reach the hearts of so many. Father, we love you. We thank you for Bethany Baptist Church. Dismiss us now with your peace and just give us a great week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you for having been here. God bless you. The lights, if you would drop them off in the basket on your way out, we would greatly appreciate that so much if you would please just uh, take those lights with you to the basket in the back. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Have a great week.